Yeah, and that also goes to something else. You got to be able to double down on some of those things. Like when you have a position of need, um, not only do you throw uh, draft capital at them, but you throw some free agent capital at it to make sure that you really shore up the position. Um, I also wonder when we're talking about this long-term discussion, it kind of sheds light on why the coaching staff and the front office have to be on the same page. Um, if we go back and we look at the Seattle Seahawks and the success that they had with the Legion of Boom and those things, well, the reason it was able to work is because the coaching staff were great developers. They were unafraid to play young players. They gave them game experience, and they had teachers that could get those guys ready to play, which made it easy made it easier for the team to move off of players when they had to. If you don't have a coaching staff that can develop young players, you can't build your team the way that we're talking nope. about building it. And if you're not, I would say, systematic in your approach, offensively and defensively, where you have a level of consistency, where you can plug guys in and they can develop within that system, it's hard to do it. When we talk about, oh, it's players over system and we're going to build a system around the players, it's hard to have a players over system approach when you're trying to also kind of build these things around the quarterback because you can't have that much change and have a level of the consistency that will lead you to be a perennial contender with a quarterback that is making all this money. Now, I, I know they, they uh, only won one uh, championship, right? With the Colts with Peyton, only one. They only won one. But if you look at the sustained success that they had, I'll use another analogy. I don't know if you remember this from Sunday school, but you remember they used to say they, they do that whole uh, uh, visual where they take a, they have a big jar and they've got big rocks, medium-sized rocks, little rocks. They've got sand and they've got water. And they go, okay, do you think we can fit all this stuff inside this jar? And it's like, okay, well, let me try and you try and put some little rocks in, put some sand in, then you can't get... And the whole moral of the story is you got to get the big rocks in first. If you put the big rocks in first then the little rocks, yes. then the sand, then the water, then you can fill it all up. But the whole moral of the story is, you know, make the most important thing, the main thing, the main thing, right? Yeah. So if you look at those Colts teams, yeah, they, they couldn't pay, you know, some players and let guys walk, but they always paid their edge rushers, right? With, with Freeney and Mathis, they paid their edge rushers, they paid the quarterback, and then they paid, well, I mean, they played the receivers, what they didn't, what they didn't necessarily spend a ton of money on, is the offensive line, which Peyton Manning kind of was able to overcome. I never thought they had a great line; they were okay, no. but never great. Um, you know, they had some good corners, but they didn't have elite corners. I have to go back and, and look at it. They play a lot of cover two back then as well. Well, yeah, because you're playing from you're playing from ahead, and so yeah. the reason why you pay the pass rushes is, is, hey, look. Those guys affect the game more than anybody, more than the corners or whatever. It's easier to find corners that can sit and play cover two. Like, no disrespect to all the Tampa two corners that are out there, but it's easier yeah. to teach guys to play that system. Um, to go on top of that, DJ, it's funny. You talked about who they paid. Um, it's not only who they paid. It's where they spent their draft capital, right? Yep. So if you look at what they did is they had Peyton Manning, and then they threw their first-round picks – at wide receivers, mm -hmm. okay? So for those four or five years, you get Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, and all those guys on it's cheaper Gonzalez. deals. Gonzalez. Yeah. yeah, Tony, you get them on cheaper deals. Now, their pass rushes, they drafted Dwight Freeney early, but Robert Mathis was like a fifth or a sixth round pick yeah. that kind of developed, and then they paid them. Then everybody else, you got to get in where you fit in. And yep. so that's just kind of how it worked. And the funny thing about Bill Polian, Bill Polian, who built the Colts, came from the Buffalo Bills. He used the same thing to build the Buffalo Bills up. He had 
Jim Kelly, who they got from the USFL, Andre Reed, who they v- developed and eventually paid. Uh, Thurman Thomas was a Hall of Famer. Bruce Smith was a Hall of Famer on the D-line. But it was the same thing. Quarterbacks, pass catchers, edge rushers. And then they would always draft a first-round running back, but never, 